0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect episode 140. Today's date is April 16th, 2022, and I am Duds or Duds versus known to the rest of the interwebs.
1: And I'm Jimbo. You may know me as Jimbo Slice 23. Today we got two special guests from the Channel 64 server, errington and Atomic Gate. Dave, welcome to the show.
0: <laughs> Way to go, Jimbo. Had one job.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guy, to be here. So before we start the show, you mind telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do?
2: Uh, yeah, my name is Arrington, and I make YouTube videos on the Channel 64 SMP, which uh, I actually co-founded with Dave here. We're trying to make a story-based kind of server. Uh, we've been putting a lot of work into having some kind of through-line stories, as well as just balancing that story with uh, everybody's individual videos and individual stories as well. A lot
3: of background lore, as well as some great content creators and builds. Great builds. We try to uh, couple that now with um, bringing in some special guests, as Duds would know, as having appeared with us not very recently. I wouldn't say
0: special, but... (laughs) Oh, we would. Definitely just kind (laughs) of threw myself... Hey, guys, I'm coming on your server to do some stuff. It's like, force yourself. It worked out very well, though. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it turned out well.
3: I don't go shy now, Duds. Come on. We loved having you, mate.
0: I'm always shy. It's weird because it's one of my first big collabs with an entirely different group of people.
2: No pressure at all. Just a ton of new faces all at once.
0: And on top of that,
3: I knew I was creating a video different than any of the other videos I had made. I think whenever you try something new, it can become really nerve-wracking as well. Yes. Yeah. I I was stressed the entire week and a half I was recording it. Uh, It just stresses
2: me out talking to new people, period. And I do the onboarding for Channel 64. It's terrible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's funny is all the guests we have on the show, it doesn't matter who it is, I always get like real nervous ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But then you start talking to everybody and it just comes laid back, pretty chill. So yeah, in the same boat.
2: Yeah, I won't lie. Uh talked with Duds earlier in the week and that really balanced things out for me because I was super stressed. And then I was like, you know what? We all get along pretty well. It's nice and smooth. I think we'll be
3: good. Yeah, right. And that's all this podcast is, is just a couple people talking about Minecraft.
2: I like that game.
3: I think there is actually this weird correlation there where, like, people that have social anxieties end up becoming content creators. Yeah. And even though we're, you know, we're playing to an audience, but we still, you know, it's, a, it's an outlet for us and there's no faces, so it's okay. hmm Right. It helps. Do we want to talk a bit about our weeks, guys? Or is there anything you can give us without
0: too much spoilers?
2: Actually, yeah, my week was, uh, I got a little bit of planning done for my next Channel 64 episode. I got some uh, creative work done, but I lost most of my work to Channel 64 admin. Like I said, we've been working really hard on prepping for season two and closing out season one at the same time. So there's all the stress of trying to finish your build mixed with trying to make sure that the story and everything goes smoothly next season. We're trying to figure out how to better approach that um, with potentially more people and a different approach. We're trying to go a little more individualistic with the story, but that will add up to one main goal. Mm. Hmm. That's cool. And then on top of that was just a bunch of, as far as recruiting and stuff, we got our open recruitment video out. Kind of like a, a call to anybody interested in season two. Hear that, guys? Everyone listening? Hoping to add a a survey or some kind of format document to that later today, actually, (laughs) make it a little more official. Recruitment is the hardest thing. Absolutely. Because then you
0: have to talk to them, too. I
2: hate it. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: (laughs) No, for me, it's you're always looking for someone you feel is a good fit for the server who everyone will become friends with easily because... If you if you start rubbing each other the wrong way then the game becomes not fun
2: oh exactly
0: you don't want that
2: it's a heavy balance of who makes content in a way that will like edify us and make all of us better as content creators but also in a similar enough line that we're going to work together really well and collaborate and also like you said the biggest part together is just making a community it's not no matter how many people you have, it's not going to be a good server if you can't get along, collab,
3: and just have fun together. Mm-hmm. Right. And at the end of the day, you also want to have those people that you can just you know, go and smash out some mini-games that might not even be for content. You want to just do stuff with people sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, eventually become friends.
2: Yeah, it's all about finding friends in the internet, which is not <laughs> something I ever
3: thought I'd
0: be doing. Finding friends with social anxiety over millions of miles through a cord
3: it's easier if you know they're a long way away
2: finding people whose social anxieties match yours Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) minecraft helps (laughs) my week's been a little bit different i don't have to worry about the admin bit because my admin part is if it breaks i have to fix it (laughs) so nothing's broken i'm good (laughs) there you go so i've just spent yeah i've spent my time i'm I think Dud's last week you were talking about how you almost get your creative block in creative and you find it's a little bit easier to get into survival and just start building yeah uh yeah i'm I'm definitely on that boat as well, and that it sucks for time lapses but it's that's mm-hmm. what I've been doing this week, and I've been trying to um as errington said closing out the season it where i'm trying to get builds finished so uh i'm working instead of on a build i'm working on a suburb and it's big it's there's just a lot and without a plan it's a monster so yeah that's it's been a great week, really (laughs) the way you guys build too it's like i
0: look at my little like base expansion build that's something you guys would probably throw together in a couple minutes and way more detailed and you see, like, Peaport this week threw up, like, three buildings in a neighborhood. You're talking about building a suburban area. I've seen your miniature city next to Jess. Jess's trapdoor detail's crazy. It's like, I, I, I don't even know where to start with, like, some of my builds. So it's just like, okay, we're, we're gonna place a block here,
2: and go. And then finding all that to balance with time and what you're doing. Yeah and time per episode, I I need to be much, much better about saying, all right, hey, we got half this build done, but like it's huge, so we'll finish it next episode. I, I want to get back to kind of a time-based more so where it's like, hey, I made this episode in a week. Here's what the episode is, or two weeks, and then that's the end of the episode. But right now I'm in such a, well, I want to finish this, 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 and this. So in, I'm on the opposite spectrum where I'm finishing. hmm I think I planned almost half of a whole city block coming up. And I, I'm trying to debate if I want to make it in like one episode or drag it out. But also, like I said, with trying to finish things before the end of the season, uh, that's not much of an option. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There's times where you spend so much time building, like the builds you guys make, all the detail and stuff, for it to be one minute in your episode because you time lapse the whole thing. That's the only thing that like gets me when I'm building something. Like it, you know, takes takes a lot of time to do this stuff, mm-hmm. and you got to fill in all the other content besides the builds. And uh, yeah, there's another creative aspect to that when making a video.
3: And then there's interiors. Yes. <laughs> and then the story, the storytelling. Oh no, I can do interiors. I'll do interiors all day, every day. Oh, I'm happy to do interiors. It's just when you've got like the bigger build to go like the green building that you saw duds mhm that has like six floors worth of apartments and there's just no way I'm spending the time i i like not for a building i'm not going to go back into and show the inside of anyway i don't have the time it's that simple
2: <laughs> ultimately the outside of the building is going to get seen throughout all the rest of the episodes but that
0: interior is going to get seen literally once that's true if that. What you could do is the side that doesn't get seen into enough, do like, you have your exterior window, and then go back a block, do another window, go back a block, do another window, and then do black concrete behind it. So it just looks like the lights are off in that apartment, and you can't see inside of it. That's smart.
3: Mm. That's a, yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. I thought for a second you were going to say, just cut
2: the back of it off like a Lego building. <laughs> and then you can see all the interiors.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do that too, but... The Elytra access alone. <laughs> I was thinking about the lazy way of doing interiors. Think a Barbie house. <laughs> what would Duds do? Oh, he would just make this a black wall so you can't see inside of it.
2: I've, been, I've actually been uh, taking signs and boarding up buildings. Where I'm just like, I'm just going to make it look decrepit. I'll throw a couple cobwebs in there and then make it so you don't want to go inside where it looks like there's nothing inside from the outside.
3: Yeah. True. I'm contemplating with that suburb to have a couple of signs out the front that say for sale. That way I can have an excuse for it being empty. Well, that's smart. True. I'll put it in a sink. That'll be enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, You can have Jimbo be your realtor. I could sell anything.
3: (laughs) Even with cobwebs in it. Collab opportunity? What? I'll, say, I'll sell it for you. Well, Jess and I are having a visitor problem in our area. There's just no tourism going on. It's, it's frustrating us. Oh, well, I'll take that personally. That, we can solve that. <laughs> You're the only one we've had. <laughs> and
0: I traveled a long distance to come visit you. Exactly. And you just <laughs> wanted to leave. <laughs> it was appreciated, though. This is true. I was just there so I could go home. Jimbo, I think it might be your turn for what you've done this week. Oh, I thought it was your turn. Ah, uh, it's your turn.
1: Okay, my turn. I built a couple things, actually. Just finished my episode this morning, got my thumbnail done, ready to upload. it be out tomorrow for you guys. it would have been Sunday. Um, I built a blacksmith house on my base. Uh, I built a villager house my last episode, and uh, I want to expand on that. I want to build more smaller buildings of that type around my area. And uh, I have a couple blacksmiths or armor smiths, and toolsmiths, and uh, I needed them to have a nice place to live. So I, I built one of those that'll be early in the episode, and later, a bigger building that I've been wanting to build is a nightclub mm-hmm. over in the shopping district. Yeah. Body odor. What's that? Body odor. Oh, no, it's not body odor. It's, it's called <laughs> Bad Omen. It's going to be ran by a bunch of pillagers, which should be fun. It's
2: definitely B.O.
1: Yeah, the initials are B.O. I put B.O. real big.
2: <laughs> I will be anxiously awaiting the villager karaoke, especially after last episode. Oh, yeah. I have to know, how did, how did you get them to sing like that?
1: That was a song done by, uh, I can't remember, something animation that I came across. I can't remember the name. You say that now,
0: I can't remember their name, and I would have known.
1: Yeah, and I was like, man, this would go perfect. In this episode.
0: Oh, that was so good.
1: Yeah. Oh, I loved it. As soon as I heard it, I was like, I could use this. Yeah, they're they're pretty well known. They got a couple of villager songs, but that one was more them I don't know, there was no words There's a there's some with where they're singing actual words. It's
0: pretty comical. Well I was just sitting there going, Are they singing the Game of Thrones
2: <laughs> They are. That's what it was. it was fantastic.
1: What's funny is I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I didn't know what they're singing. <laughs>
2: Come on, Jimbo. (laughs) Works, though. It (laughs) sounded great.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just like the beautiful tones. But, you know, uh, yeah, Blacksmith House, Nightclub. Element Animation. Element Animation. Yeah, that's where the song came from.
0: That makes sense. I knew I knew the name. I just had to Google it. Carl is yelling, now I have to edit out all those clicky clacks from the keyboard. No, but Jimbo's Nightclub is really cool. Have you logged back into the server since me and Carl were there? Yes, I think. Did you put a hole in the floor? Dang it! Did you not fall in the hole? I did fall in
1: the hole. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't recording. No, <laughs> the thing I like backed up. Okay, I yeah, because I I left abruptly when I was talking to you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get it now. I was like, what? What did a creeper blow up in here? I didn't know what was going on. No, but yeah, I fell in the
0: hole, burnt myself. Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. I-, I love your nightclub. Did you see Coralis and Azuma's last video? Yeah. They have a data pack now that allows you to redstone jukeboxes. Yeah, I saw that. So you can put music discs in with a hopper and a dropper or dispenser or whatever. Mm-hmm.
2: Why is that not vanilla yet? I have no clue.
0: Right. I think you can do it on bedrock? Can you? I don't know.
3: Bedrock people. What would it be a surprise? If the parody isn't there, would it really be a surprise? Oh, no, it
2: wouldn't be. No, no. <laughs> that's like the, the potions in the cauldrons.
3: Oh, I want potion cauldrons so much. It's so cool. I want other tipped arrows. I, th- that's where I'm at. I am amending on my bow person. You can find potions
2: in the witch hut cauldrons in Bedrock, and that's so cool. It's like mm. regeneration and things.
0: Yeah, that is cool. We get water and we get lava. How about milk? Can we get milk? In the cauldron, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be practical to have a cauldron. Oh yeah, no, not practical, but <laughs> it'd be worth having mm-hmm. instead of going after a cow. Well, I guess the cow's infinite. <laughs> a cow in a cauldron.
3: No one on our server appreciated me in a cauldron. I remember <laughs> that
2: scene still. See, if we had potions in the cauldron, and the little bubbles coming up, that would have made it just that much better.
3: It would have. <laughs> it's a bubble bath. <laughs> Pink water, bubbly like, yeah, all right,
0: I'll take it. Uh, should we go ahead and hop into the news. Did you want to talk about your week? Yeah, I don't think you covered your week. well, the only things I've done this week were the base builds that I talked about earlier, and then I did Omni's maze, which it's an Omni mini game, so your head hurts afterwards, yeah, I like his mazes, yeah, that was like a forty minute I'm gonna kill somebody, Rager.
2: <laughs> that was an epic concept though. The, the vertical parkour-ish emphasis maze.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: That was so cool.
0: That's Omni. Omni does stuff like that left and right. You're just like, how do you think of this? And then also, how do you beat this?
1: Yeah, I think he's made like a dozen mazes for the
0: ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And they're all unique. Pretty neat. Yeah, not a single one is the same. Mm-hmm. Except for maybe his water tube one, because he did that last season. And then he did another one this season. hmm
2: that's that's one thing right now with all the story focus we've had that we have been lacking is is the minigame area. I know we had PPORp did some some mini games and like a little fishing mini game and a snowball target practice. But aside from that I don't I don't think we've had much in the way of mini games or even pranks really. I'm not a big prank guy. But they they make such great content. We gotta we got They do double down season two. Pranks and mini games. I'm going to remember that. You just painted a target. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it's, it's coming up with something like memorable to actually pull it off. You know, you just don't yeah. want to do any old prank, but something big or, you know, something that makes sense. Like Duds built a, a giant bee at my base last season with a bunch of bees inside it. <laughs> Made sense. I hate,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I hate the bees. I don't like the bees. Wasn't there a, a, a panda prank at Dud's base? Last season?
0: Mm-hmm. It's definitely a skull. Yeah, see? Not a
2: panda. Yeah, no, I don't know about that. Good opportunity.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure
2: that was a panda.
0: Carl is just giddy with excitement right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a tiny prank guy. It, it needs to have an effect, and
3: it's not going to take someone hours to clean up. I feel like if you're going to do some, some form of prank that like is going to make a mess you have to be happy to help fix it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, I'm all for any prank, but, like, let's say something took out the scaffolding around my building in progress. That took a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would definitely want somebody helping me put that stuff back up. Yeah.
0: And the last thing I did this week was actually in creative mode a bit. Carl made mention that I was going to build a house, and uh, I basically put that on the back burner because I couldn't think of anything creatively, and then I thought of something... And then I spend an entire day in creative mode, building something that I don't have the supplies for. Nice, nice. I need calcite. Jimbo, does anyone on the server have calcite in mass quantities? I need calcite. Oh, no. I know. Or else I'd help, but no, I need it. <laughs> I'd give you some, but I can't have Well, I'm trying to think <laughs> if I have more ripcoin than you so I can buy it off someone else. Where is calcite now? Is that the windswept mountain? Stony Peaks. Yeah,
1: you can find it in mountain. I don't know if it's windswept but i know you can find it in mountains i've came across one when i was looking for a different uh badlands there's mountains right next to it with a bunch of calcite maybe i can find that again direct you that way but yeah yeah it's it's not easy to get a hold of if you don't have that and then the other place i see a a patch of it someone's building next to it so
3: don't want to destroy that yeah can't steal that just replace it with diorite it'll be fine they won't know the difference. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> they'll never know. Just dig one layer under it.
0: Someday they'll be like, I don't want this calcite here anymore. And they just fall through. It's hollow. I can't be that main Of course, if you go around my base and you dig randomly, more than likely you'll fall in a ravine. There's like six ravines in my base that I've had to cover over.
2: Well, because you have that massive lush cave under your base, don't you?
0: Yep. I'm not going to lie, I took some
1: coarse dirt and pods all from you. But I try to take it to where I'm not making a
0: mess. If you go over the river, I'm not planning on building over there. Okay. Can I can I complain about
2: Podsoul for a second?
0: Nah, Podsoul's awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I love Podsoul.
2: I hate that they made it create with two tall trees, because it completely just got rid of all of the use of the Mega Taigas. There's no need to go there anymore. That was a part of my game I enjoyed, was the exploration and going to a Mega Taiga, finding one, like stripping it down of Podsoul. But we don't need to do that anymore. and. Now
0: Podsoul's just not as unique or fun to use. Yeah, but you can say the same thing about, like, jungle trees. I don't have to go to a jungle to get a jungle trees. I can just trade with a wandering trader. Oh, If
2: you can find one. That's true, but you do still need to go to a jungle for...
0: Yeah, other stuff. What, like cocoa beans and... I think you can still trade that with wandering trader. Can you get cocoa beans too? I think so. Well, you need, if you need a parrot, if you need
2: a panda. Easiest way for bamboo. There's still enough perks, I think. <laughs> It'd be easier.
1: Oh, yeah. There is Podzol in the jungle, too. Oh, there
2: is now. You're right. Yeah, at the bamboo forest. Yeah. So we just need another Podzol replacement that is unique that I have to go find. See, you hear a lot, you know, people
1: want renewable blocks, they want blocks in abundance. Not often do you hear, you know, we're getting too much of this stuff.
2: I think it needs to be a balance. I think, uh, yeah, because you can still renew Pod Soul once you have it, but I think the part of the exploration and getting it in the first place—they they took that away a bit. Yeah,
1: they are pushing for like an exploration type with the uh the wild update.
0: And see, the thing is, I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum. I don't care to go exploring and everything like that. If I can farm my items for my builds, I'd I'd rather have it that way. That's why
2: playing on an SMP is great, because then you just mm-hmm. farm them from the shopping district.
0: Yep.
3: Take my money. You get to pick what you go looking for. Exactly. Now, I say we get into the news, If you insist. Alright. <laughs> yeah, I think it's
0: time. Before we get to the big thing, which is the sonic boom attack, let's go over some smaller thing. like mud now generates deeper than it did before. It looks so good. Mm-hmm. Good change. So instead of being a surface layer block, it'll
3: go all the way down to stone level, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited for mud personally. When I first got back into Minecraft, because uh, I took like a six year hiatus. Um, yeah, I'm old. Um, Minecraft cost me five dollars. That's how old I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I used to when when they brought out the souls sand, the one that doesn't make bubble elevators, that underwater. So soil. Is that the soil? Uh, Whichever one it is that doesn't make the bubble elevators made such a great mud texture. And I got so excited that I could finally put mud under my streams and and rivers that I was using rather than having gravel or dirt. I mean, it still kind of does though, because it's got more of that brown, which is
2: probably my one complaint with mud is I I wish it was a, a tad bit more brown myself.
1: Yeah, it is pretty gray. Like a darkish gray.
0: I think it's a bit purple.
2: Yeah, it's a gray,
3: purpley, bluish. Everything ends up a little purple. It's giving us another gradient element under the water.
2: Yeah. Now the dried mud blocks, though. Gorgeous. Yeah, I'm really digging that brick. Just the right shade of brown. Mm-hmm. Also known as tan. <laughs>
3: Off-white. <laughs> but yeah, more mud's good. I like that change. I mean, at the end of the day, though, that is another one of those... um. Blocks that are very renewable. So is there a benefit to having it go down deeper for, you know, the casual player?
0: I think when you run into some weird terrain generation, it'll still look better that way. Yeah, that's true. Right. That is true. The bottom
2: of the, the mangrove riverbeds kind of area.
0: And speaking of mangrove, we, now we have more tall mangrove trees than short ones, mm-hmm. which is completely transforming that. My next starter base will be in a mangrove swamp. I am not touching swamp
3: again next Neither season. Neither am I. I not.
2: <laughs> swamp water has killed it. It it was great while it was. and Now I'm over it.
3: It's been fun, but yeah, there's there are so many elements that you just don't consider. It's one of the only places I've not built is a swamp.
2: Yeah, it did seem like one of the more rare areas. It was fun to uh to start Channel sixty four in such a, a kind of unused biome, and not unused, I'm sure there are people using it all over the place, but you don't see it as common as a big starter area on SMP. Yeah, right. Probably because of slimes and other annoying factors, but <laughs> fun challenge.
1: The swamp always had like a nice feel to it, you know, just uh, atmosphere wise. I do, I do like the mangrove swamps, you know, the atmosphere is a lot better. I can't wait till they bring in the fireflies so you can really get the full feel of it. Yeah,
3: 100%. Yeah,
2: I love the height that they added to the trees. I love that you can walk in between the roots, and the roots feel Mm -hmm. like roots, but also like Minecraft. You can kind of see through them. It makes sense, but they're not just so overpowering. One thing that could be annoying, but I kind of like it, is how they
1: have the moss carpets on there. Like I, I know these, at least my inventory, gets polluted with all this moss stuff when i'm dealing with this Mm -hmm. but it just seems like a natural thing you know to have the moss carpets generate on these mangrove trees but then again a lot of the the trees that generate there doesn't have that same color because the moss has that vibrant green but the trees doesn't so i'm still a little got a little bit of mixed feelings about the carpets generating on there
2: Yeah, it makes sense, but it's a little bright. Mm -hmm. I'm still personally in the camp of I really wish moss was different per biome. I I think had the moss like looked like dead grass in the desert, then we could have hid lighting in the desert better. I think to your point, if the moss looked a little darker in the swamp, uh, in the mangrove forest, it would blend a little better.
3: Right. I mean, I know we're past the development of the moss. As, as it is, but I would love to see the moss carpet stack in the same way that snow layers do. Yeah. That would solve a lot of pathing issues, you know, when you're terraforming and stuff. But I, that's, you know, again, not really update relevant. Well, you guys are talking about hiding lighting and stuff, and that's
0: something Ripple Effect hasn't had to worry about for close to a year now, because we brought the light block over from creative mode and, like, crafting stuff, so you like, well, I here lighting here. Like, I just put the invisible light blocks down. <laughs> right, right. Get yourself a winter.
2: Well, and in general, just lighting since 1.18 has been fantastic. Yes. I still find myself over lighting caves every time I'm caving like crazy. Same.
1: Oh, I'm so, I try to be so strategic when I light things. You know, I don't, it's something in my, like, I
3: try to be sparing with my torches all the time. Oh, no, I'm a torch spam everywhere kind of person. <laughs> I I am still, yeah, same deal. I am lighting like it's 2019.
2: <laughs> I, I do wish I was a little better about lighting because I, I'm not thrilled about how I can't find coal lower in the world. Yeah. Even if it was sporadic and rare... That and the deep slate coal block was gorgeous. I used it all over my base this season and to know that I won't be able to find that next season really, really stink. Yeah, I would love if coal was even just rare at lower levels because there's a point where I understand the need to plan to go caving, but I always liked the worst case scenario. If you were caving, you could maybe find a mine shaft and there's wood. You could find an aquifer and then there's fishing you could find spiders and make wool out of the string like there were those options but those are limited now by the fact that you're down there and there's less coal to find i guess you could still do charcoal but
3: i've moved to charcoal no one uses charcoal no, I've moved to Charcoal. Like, that's, that's what my single really? player has done to me, because I am down at that deep slate level and not going to the surface, so like, I have adapted to Charcoal, and I am okay with it. You just need to plan ahead.
2: Maybe that's the natural progression, is
0: Charcoal. Charcoal. So if you have a tree farm,
3: like it makes a lot of sense.
0: Like, the way Jimbo has his whole underground setup this season is like he has a moss farm that's turning everything into bone meal. That's feeding a tree farm. So he could basically have free renewable charcoal whenever he wants.
1: Yes, but I don't. (laughs) But I don't use coal. I have no other use for coal, so I just make torches. But I've been, you know, I put torches down for so long and then they come up and get replaced. Yeah. Then I got my torches again to spam somewhere else.
2: Well, and you don't even necessarily need coal as much for furnaces anymore either. Right. Do you? Because I think... Duds, were you the one that did the lava farm right next to your furnaces? They weren't right next to it, but it was, like, in the iron storage area. Right. That's genius. I had never thought of that.
0: And it worked out really... The problem was having to constantly switch out the buckets. I have gone to blaze rods again.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's the only thing with lava. Whilst it's fantastic as a fuel, it's uh, it's a manual process, so you need to do yeah so much on your own. Like, if you know you're mass smelting something then having a couple
0: dozen lava buckets is great. But if you're just like smelting one or two items, like I got two stacks of sand I want to turn into glass, the lava bucket's a pain in the butt. Mm -hmm. Because I'm one of those that I always want my furnaces to have fuel waiting. Right. So I don't have to think
3: about adding fuel. So maybe it's a more starter solution? Yeah, definitely. I'm on the bamboo train for furnaces personally. Yeah, you get enough of it. You'd be surprised how how far it stretches. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get a
2: lot of bamboo when farming. So then the natural progression is lava furnace, coal, (laughs) and then bamboo. Unless you get, like, withering or blaze farm. Yeah. I need to get to the point where I use blaze rods again, because last I tried was bedrock years ago, and I don't think it parodied, unless I'm completely incorrect. Oh, I wouldn't know. Yeah, I don't know if blaze rods work in bedrock. I'd have to assume they do.
0: That'd be weird if they didn't. But then again... (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, then again. Uh, it'd be weird, but also,
0: yeah, that makes <laughs> sense. That's, that's Minecraft.
2: That's parody. So because we're about to bring it up,
1: what are you guys' thoughts on the Warden?
2: I'm all for it. Yeah. I I think for the longest time, they were saying that there was going to be some way you couldn't pillar up and cheese it, and I think it's here now, and mm-hmm. I think it's great. It makes sense. I, I don't know what else could have been expected. Obviously, the sonic and the sound just makes sense with the Warden. It has the the orifice, the little mouth section on the
3: stomach anyways. Like it, I think it's the logical conclusion. It is genuinely like that mechanic, the visual mechanic really goes with the, the creepiness of the warden as well. Mm -hmm. The opening of the jaw on its, on its torso is nightmare fuel. Mm -hmm. The animation. I like that animation. Yeah. I think it's great. The the range and through blocks.
0: Fantastic. So for, People who don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Warden's new ranged attack, which is like it shoots out sound waves and I think
3: it's like 20 blocks they travel. Yeah, it's got an insane Which range. is insane. I really appreciate that they've made it targeted. Right. So, like, whilst, you know, this is a solution for don't have to just pillar up, but if you're prepared enough, you might actually be able to create different targets for it. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, and there was talk about changing the way the Sonic Boom
0: works so it could go through walls and stuff. Honestly, I think that's a mistake. Does it not go through walls? I
2: thought in the video I
0: watched that
3: it did. It can. It does. Maybe it does now. Maybe my information was early. It does go through through walls. I think maybe it needs to be dampened through walls. I think maybe that's that's a part of the problem because it does, like, is it eight damage? It's like four hearts worth of damage. It's quite a lot of damage on prop four netherite. That's a, that's a big hit. And I understand it's yeah. it's supposed to be a deterrent, but maybe that's a bit too much of a deterrent.
0: Maybe. Well, see, and my thought was if you could hide behind wool blocks, maybe it should dampen it. Oh, that's a good idea. Or here's the thing I've been wanting for a while now. You know how you can put banners on a shield? Yeah. Yeah. Banners are made out of wool. You put a banner on the shield. Now the shield can deflect or at least dampen the sonic boom. Yeah. Giving you a reason to carry a shield.
3: That's actually a brilliant idea, especially because I think recently on Twitter, they were saying that they're going to change it to a, a magic attack so that it can't be properly mitigated. But if you were to mitigate it through its own sound dampening mechanic. Mm hmm lack the banner on a shield that's you know that's using intentional game design maybe right not to bring up
2: bedrock again but have they parodied the the banner on shield and bedrock yet i think they have that sounds like one of them they might have at this point i think it was recently too that makes sense
1: it'd be nice to use the shield to deflect it like send it back to the warden somehow too i feel like the shield should have way more
0: abilities than just to block wire guy who's listening live is saying nope they have not put banners on shields yet hmm a shame that's such a good mechanic yeah
1: check mark for bedrock
2: i think even if it broke a shield a a bannered shield i mean at the strength of the warden that still makes sense and i mean you could still cheese it and have a bunch of them but you'd still have to risk the distance and getting close enough to hit it
0: Mm -hmm. yeah no matter what mojang does Within an hour of the snapshot coming out, people will know how to cheese it. Unfortunately, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, it's not, even a, it's not even a cheese, is it? All you need to do is hit shift, and it's, it's not coming after you. So, like, we're talking about, when we're saying cheesing it, we're saying, you know, a way to make life easy about it, rather than a mitigated into.
0: Well, if it's spawned, even hitting shift, it'll still come after you, because now the warden can smell you.
3: Yeah, it can smell you. Oh, that's right. They brought a smell.
0: It could smell you up to 20 blocks now instead of six. So really the only way to cheese it as of right now that I know of is to just not have it spawn or run really, really fast. It runs faster. It does. That's the problem. Fly really, really fast.
1: <laughs> yeah. But then that, that, that brings up the argument of why, why sneak, you know, if uh, he can sniff you now unless uh, the sneak works. Isn't,
3: isn't the sneak to avoid the shriek? Yeah,
1: yes, that's what it is.
3: Yeah. Okay. So, as long as you're not spawning him in the first place by the Shriekers calling him, then you'd be okay. Mm-hmm. In theory. In theory.
2: Of course, all of this adds up to the, well, why would I want to kill it in the first place
3: yet? Well, it's not, uh, like, aside from the fact that they haven't given it a loot table, even if they do, they still have stated so many times it's a mob designed to be avoided, not killed and i think that's something that like we as players we're like let's you know there's a new boss mob let's kill it that's you know it's it's end game <laughs> now but it's let's farm it the the end game part of it is to avoid it not to kill it so it, it there is that question in there too you know
2: but something even just like a a big old warden mob head yeah maybe some kind of achievement or trophy i would love if they, I mean, I know it's kind of Terraria, but I really wish they brought over that banner mechanic where you beat a boss or you beat something, you unlock, uh, they either give you a special banner or maybe a banner pattern. I, I used to collect the end city banners all the time. I know they're not special and you can make them yourself, but it was the fact that it's like, well, I got it from there. That felt like an achievement to me.
0: Oh, yeah, I still do that. I have an in-city banner. I have a patrol captain banner. Exactly. I wish
2: that was a more common thing. Uh, you know, like maybe there's a warden banner. There's a dragon banner. Yeah. That would be great. A wither banner.
3: Well, I mean, we have the uh, the snout pattern. That's true. So maybe we are, are going to see a new banner pattern come out of the ancient cities. We're still seeing them add more loot all the time. Like we've got the... Echo shards now, and whilst they might be a little underwhelming, that's um, it's definitely something that is new, mm-hmm. pretty unique. There's room for more, and I think you know that's that's also something that we we need to remember. Like we've we we push and push and push for for more and more and more, but like the the devs, they they're doing a great job. Like I even when people are like, oh, this was an underwhelming uh update. Look at where it came from. Look at the point at which Notch said, "I'm done," and sold it to Microsoft. They they continued to push for a good product for everybody that everyone can enjoy, and the visuals improve and everything. And I think the main thing that we only we ever hear in a complaint is storage. Yeah, better item management. Like we want to be able to hold more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's funny how the community asks
1: for similar things like we we need this and then they wow us with
3: something completely different that we didn't see coming i really like that and it's always met well Mm -hmm. by maybe not by everyone like you're never going to be able to please everyone
2: when a lot of time they are solutions too they're they're solutions to what you wanted just not the way you thought you were going to get it and i think they're really good at that and keeping things I mean, you always hear the talk about keeping things in Minecraft, and I think that's what they do well, is they, they do hear us, and they take it at the pace of what they can do to the level they want to do. So, like, we got the Nether update, and no one, was, no one was thinking, oh boy, the Nether update's coming. But it came, and they put in the levels and the variations for biome height, and then they use that to work towards the Caves and Clips update which has been fantastic and what everybody was always wanting, but they had to put in the steps to get there first.
3: I'm just waiting to get Jens' uh, board game collection in-game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would love to see inventory is obviously my big,
0: big gripe. And I've been using a data pack, or not a data pack, I don't know what you would call it. It's a mod, but it's a client-side one that allows you to do the hotbar rotation that I've been talking about as an inventory fix. Mm-hmm. And That took so much to get used to. Like I'm still not fully used to it, but when it comes to building something, it really is a great solution. Because you look at your hotbar now, the way I have my hotbar set up, I have three spaces for blocks. That's it. So I was constantly having to throw blocks in and out. And now this rotation effect, I have nine spaces for blocks. So I have an entire block palette in place. And then I just double that block palette twice. So I have two hotbars. So if I run out of a certain block, I can just rotate and rotate. And So like Aaron's just saying, there are fixes out there. So if you're like me, who desperately wants an inventory update, take a look. It's not modded feeling. It feels vanilla still. I feel like that points out the fact,
2: though, that it's not 100% an inventory problem, though, either. Yeah. It's a tool management problem. If we had places or hotbar slots or, I don't know, maybe phantom echo shard slots yeah. that you could unlock to put your tools in, then we wouldn't have so much of an inventory problem or access to things problem. But it, it relies on the fact that you have to carry so much with you. You have to carry bow. You have to carry arrows. You have to mm-hmm. carry an ender
0: chest. Uh, your Nether netherite hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie here, Duds. You saying that you've got room for three things? I'm jealous. I have room for one. Once I finish my hot bar, see? Mm-hmm. Yeah, tools pretty much dominate
1: the hot bars. It'd be cool to have like, like you guys are saying, some kind of like tool belt.
2: <gasps> Batman. I mean, you didn't say that, but
1: you
3: know, a tool belt. That's yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah, tool belt, arrow sheath, any anything. Mm-hmm. Backpack anything logical to put your tools and put the things you have to have in a a separate slot.
3: And I mean, I think the that mod you're using, Duds, has a you press like shift one or shift two to switch your hotbars. There's there's plenty of uh, other games out there that like your MMOs and stuff where you slip. But but uh, um, let's try that again. There's plenty of other (laughs) MMOs out there where you're shifting between hotbars and it's your directional keys. Mm-hmm. You know your W A W A S D is your movement key. So your directional keys up and down switches your hotbar. That's it's a quick fix on that one. Take your hand off your mouse for half a second, and you're not having to double like pick two two keys. You're not using a key that I I'm a I have to I'm switching between these two tools quickly. So I'm using my numbers person. Yeah,
0: but see, I'm a controller person. So,
3: <laughs> mm,
0: fair enough. Yeah, All right. I have a limited amount of keys to press anyways, which is why I've added a keyboard to my controller and I just press O and it cycles through for me.
3: Right, yeah.
2: Well and like you said though, it doesn't leave the range of Minecraft because
0: you can do that in creative. You can have those specific hotbars. Exactly. hmm Anyways though, we are getting late in the show and we haven't left the news segment yet, guys. <laughs> Oops. Right. <laughs> so Sorry, Kyle. I'm gonna talk about two <laughs> two big update changes uh the change to note blocks were only wool and carpets would block sounds. that's been reverted, so that fixes the redstone issues that we were having with some farms and carpets will now place quieter, so placing carpets
3: won't summon the warden now either. Those are the big two changes that were left in the snapshot. I mean that sounds like it's you know makes sense changes, doesn't
1: it? Yeah. Logical. Oh, the LA regens. Oh, the LA, yeah, has two health per second Mm -hmm.
0: regen. I like that. So that's the news. (laughs) 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 We did have a listener comment. I'm going to save it. We'll either talk about it next week or during the post show. J-Man, your comment was going to be for it, so I'll probably save it for next week. You can do that. Be, Be looking out for that. But the comment was from our Discord, and the Discord is the only place where you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just take Dr. Disappointment's word for it.
1: Hello, everyone. My name is Dr. Disappointment, and I'm here to ask why you haven't joined the Withering Effect Discord. It's the perfect place to meet and hang out with fellow Minecraft players, and meet the lovely people who worked hard to bring you this show. Why not join today? You can find a link in the show notes
0: thank you for the discord ad dr disappointment speaking of the discord it's the only place you can get involved in our mending minecraft vote this week we asked you to choose between one of three structures for us to choose for us to discuss and improve your choices were village mineshaft and in city and the
1: winner of mending minecraft this week is Mineshaft with 43 votes. That's a lot of votes. Not even close. Yeah, the village had five and End City with 12. So, congratulations, Mineshaft.
2: The people want to say a new Mineshaft. I was definitely one of those Mineshaft votes. I've got a list of things I'm excited to explain. Good, because I don't have a list of things.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, a few things on the Mineshaft. A Mineshaft is a generated structure found underground or underwater, having mazes of tunnels with cave spiders and ores exposed on the walls or floors regularly mine shafts are also often generated on the surface in badland biomes other mine shafts contain oak oak planks fences and oak wood but the badlands mine shafts contain the dark oak variants these mine shafts also contain rails cobwebs fences or torches mine carts and chests chains and cave spider spawners some notable loot found in the mine carts are name tags, iron and gold ingots, lapis, redstone, coal, every sort of rail, golden apples, enchanted golden apples, enchanted books, and diamonds. That's it for the mine shaft. Diamonds?
3: Really? I don't think
1: I. Can
2: you not find saddles in there? Uh, maybe. Let me check. I might be crazy because I've always looked for saddles everywhere. <laughs> no, there's no saddles in mine shafts.
3: I've wasted so much time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever found a diamond in a mine shaft. I have. Yes, there are diamonds. Huh. Guess I'm just unlucky. There are more
1: things, but that was more like the notable stuff. Like you can find a bunch of seeds, bread, glow berries.
0: So many seeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fixes for the Minecraft or Minecraft <laughs> for the mine shaft. We already got a bit of a visual fix with caves and
3: cliffs with the chains. Yeah. Finally, no more floating uh uh huh things across ravines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that was great. That
0: worked out beautifully. Yeah, me too. Good look. Chains look awesome. Visually, though, one thing I would like, well, two things I would like, is when I think of a mineshaft in real life, I think of these big drop shoots where the elevators come up and down. Mm-hmm.
3: Don't really have that. Mine shafts in Minecraft are horizontal, which feels weird. They, they do sort of have that. You get the rooms where they have the oak planks. Um, on the corners of that three by three. And that's supposed to do that. It does link often to a floor above, but I think you're right. It needs to be more significant than just a single floor. Like I I would like to see it as like three or four. Yes.
2: I'm all for that. That was one of my first points too, is I, I think adding those, adding more depth, maybe even on rare occasion, attaching that to the surface Mm-hmm. Maybe putting some water at the bottom so you could just drop into a mine shaft. Yeah, or flooded tunnels in
0: general. I would much rather walk around and find a hole that leads, like, a mine shaft pre-built hole than the amount of ravines I've been running into. Right. It makes a lot less sense that a mine shaft wouldn't
2: be attached to the surface somewhere.
0: Right. Uh, the other visual aspect I'd like is maybe we have minecarts running on some of the tracks another redstone example exactly have powered rails and stuff so you can see the uh, different kind of rails maybe different kinds of minecarts are running back and forth
2: maybe if you wanted to be real mean have one with
0: a trip wire or a pressure plate that drops a tnt minecart well, and that was the
3: last thing I had was traps, having traps in the mine. Yeah, I don't want to... <laughs> See, I've got a trap idea as well, I think, and I think that that's something, like, maybe my trap idea, personally, if you don't mind me railroading this for a second. Go for it. Minekarting. See, minecarting, yeah, let's <laughs> mine rails, whatever. Something that, you know, is kind of synonymous, synonymous? Unanimous, that's the one. I can speak, it's okay. It's only 1am here. Um... <laughs> Something that is unanimous with caves is cave-ins or mi- mines is the, that notion of the cave-in. And I would mm-hmm. love to see a generation trap rather than like in your desert temple, you've got the, um, the pressure plate and the TNT and whatnot. I'd love to see an that on the floor that's surrounded by gravel. Because once you interact with that ore by breaking it, that gravel's going to fall. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to have that as a pitfall trap.
2: Maybe it's just luck of the draw, but I, I feel like I've seen that. Or, or the ones where like the top of the roof of the mineshaft are all gravel, and I've always loved that. Maybe yeah. that's just luck mm-hmm. of the
3: generation, because I, I agree, that's a fantastic idea.
2: Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I, d- I don't think they're specifically in the game, but I think if the, that came as a, you know, a standard be wary of gravel... I think that would be...
0: Yeah. Imagine walking down a mine shaft, placing a torch on the wall,
3: and that activates this floating gravel that just now collapses on top of you. That'd be so cool. I would definitely not survive that because of my panic mode, but <laughs> I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Like, and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm advocating for that. Like, That would be a lot of... It would be a great mechanic. It would make me actually think about what I was doing because I have a really bad habit of just, I'll go around and block everywhere that I can, so nothing can creep up on me. Now, all of this said, I really don't want mineshafts to be any more dangerous than they are already. (laughs) Cave spiders are horrible. Mm -hmm. Why are we doing this? (laughs) Yeah. There is one other thing that I would love to uh, see in mineshaft. Now, the generation happens it all bases around the dirt room. I think the dirt room needs a facelift. I think we need to have like a foundry or a forge or something in there. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's got a couple of chests and a, a lava source and a couple of furnaces or a blast furnace perhaps in there. Like really give it the feel of the beginning of a mine shaft. Maybe we could have a couple of ore blocks like raw ore blocks in there, a gold ore block and a iron raw iron block or something like that, mm-hmm. just like stacked on the side. That
2: kind of leads into my last thought was just ore blocks stacked in different areas, or maybe like I kind of like the idea of the the mine shafts. It makes sense balancing the real world Minecraft that they would be more ore specific. So I'd like to see maybe this mine shaft has. Uh, copper ore blocks and runs along a copper vein or you see more copper there yeah maybe they tie into a vein
0: exactly i liked the idea though of the stacking the ore blocks because then it would make each mine shaft have a treasure room Mm. right right
3: and maybe that treasure room is guarded by these cave spider spawners yeah and i mean that would give them a well i mean they have a purpose of you know Wanting to kill you, yeah. But it's it would give them more of that purpose mm-hmm. of why the Minecraft, my why the valuables have been abandoned, yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're located near to the spawners, gives it a little bit of a storyline. A little bit of lore. Lore is always good. I'm trying to think of what I could add. I don't think I can add anything.
1: I do like the idea of traps. I know uh traps are pretty common in the game. You know, you got the desert temple trap, the jungle temple trap. I think it's called jungle temple. But yeah, uh, I'm, I'm always down for more traps.
2: Maybe if we took it not along more traps way, but maybe you stepped on a pressure plate and it started a minecart. Because we all know you can't just leave a minecart running in Minecraft without it glitching some way or another or seeing it through the world. Yeah. So maybe you walk through a mine shaft, you walk past a tripwire course, because there's string everywhere anyways, and it sets off a minecart that runs the course along you or something like that.
1: Or lead you somewhere. You can jump in it, and it'll lead you.
2: Or, oh, maybe it leads to that main room, the main dirt mm-hmm. bore room, and starts the furnaces. And it introduces the concept of a super smelter, but like a really basic one.
3: Hope Mojang's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hopper's, yeah, Hopper's wood suit that, like, if we go with a real-world parody, you, you would see hoppers quite commonly separating ores from dirt and rubble. So, yeah, it would make a lot of sense to see maybe one or two of them in there. It would make it very valuable to find a mineshaft early on because you don't have to use those precious resources for some of those elements. Well, and a super smelter is such a commonplace,
2: usable function in Minecraft nowadays that it would make sense that there might be a Minecraft version to say, here's the basics, run with it.
3: Do you know what else I want to see? It's not a Minecraft mineshaft related thing necessarily, but I would really love to be able to put a raw ore block into a blast furnace. And it, even if it takes like one coal to smelt it, it smelts it into a block of whatever. So raw ore gold block smelts into a gold block.
1: It does. It does. I've done that with copper.
3: I've tried it with iron. I, I may not have tried it with copper.
1: I did it with copper. Maybe, well, our server is a little different. We can actually use the blast furnace for sand, make it into glass. So maybe what? it's... Yeah. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. Yeah. Winter's <laughs> a genius.
0: He got us that. I've always complained about the fact that sand Could not be used in a blast furnace. Because that's how you make glass with sand in real life, is you put it in a blast furnace. Right.
3: I mean, I still want a kiln that (laughs) basically does the same thing as a blast furnace, but for terracottas. Yeah.
2: well, Maybe with archaeology.
3: Well, maybe. I mean, not that I use glazed terracotta, but, you know, I just like the idea. Yeah, My mom used to work in a pottery shop, so I'm very familiar with the kiln.
0: And, yeah, if we get, like, pots and stuff in the game, we need that. 100%. 100%.
1: Not sure if we have too much time to talk Channel 64. We did a
3: lot of talking Channel 64 at the start.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we covered a lot of good stuff about the new
0: game and, you know, changes and everything.
3: And, and I just want to put it out there that I said
0: this was going to happen before the show, and everyone was like, nah, we got, <laughs> we got this, we got time.
1: I was like,
2: ah, we should let them hear about Channel 64, but patrons are going to hear a lot about it. Just to say, all we know is the fun admin stuff and the back-end things anyways, so I mean... <laughs>
3: that's what jess and Porp are
2: for next week right
3: yeah i was gonna say you guys get a double dose of channel 64 that's true unless you want me to sit here complaining about 14 hours trying to make mods work that's the like but that, that's nobody's interested in that that's what the post shows for maybe winter would be interested in that <laughs> might have 30 seconds <laughs> no it's okay i've complained <laughs> enough to everybody else
0: well, I think that's going to do it for today's show. Before I have Jimbo read us out, I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting our show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Croc, Fragile Rock, Casey Plays Games, OB, Viper's Tuna, and Wireguy. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the Effect.
1: And a big thank you to both of our guests, Arrington and Atomic Dave for joining us. Would you like to share your plug for your YouTube and, Uh, twitch
4: Mm -hmm.
2: basically uh errington on youtube or if you want to find anything channel 64 smp just search uh channel 64 smp uh make sure you put the smp in there or you get a bunch of news channels unfortunately
3: (laughs) and i'm atomic underscore dave and uh yeah find us on the channel 64 smp and i want to say you know big thank you to duds and jimbo for having us here it's been absolutely great just shooting the breeze with you been wonderful you guys have been awesome guys yeah we're well so if you like this show you can share with all of your friends and on social
1: media if you listen on spotify rate and follow us so you never miss a future episode or if you listen on apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners if you'd like to get in contact with us send an email to podcast at the weathering effect.com Tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes.
0: This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our digital producer Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. And the amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy. Everyone's social media info can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome. Thank you so much for getting withered with us. Probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys.